Our scripture reading this morning is from Mark 4, verses 21 through 24. He said to them, Is a lamp brought in to be put under a bushel basket or under a bed and not on the lampstand? For there is nothing hidden except to be disclosed, nor is anything secret except to come to light. Let anyone with ears to hear listen. And he said to them, Pay attention to what you hear. The measure you give will be the measure you get, and still more will be given to you. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Thank you, Nancy. And would you pray with me this morning? Creator God, I pray that the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart would be pleasing in your sight. And though my words may falter and I may fumble, I pray you find a way to use these words anyways. Amen. Now, if you were with us last week, you may have heard the news that Sandy aspires to be a runner. And it was in that moment that I realized we are two different people. <laughs> there are a couple different cherished ways that my beloved senior pastor and I are very different. We know this. It makes the relationship a lot richer, very sweet. There's a few obvious ones. She's a brunette. I'm a blonde. Sandy loves the summer and the heat, and I am a winter wonderland lover myself. I could live in the cold forever. Sandy is a runner, but I love walks. I think I grew up that way, thanks to my parents. In high school and college, whenever I was home for dinner and the weather was bearable, not decent, bearable, we would go out after we finished eating dinner to go for a walk. When I went off to school and I needed a study break from college and all that that entailed, the blocks around my school became my stomping ground. I, one of the reasons that I love the place that I live right now is because I have access to beautiful places to walk. When we moved closer to the church after I started working at Wash Park, I made sure to take a walk every single day. I would take Cora, my beloved brown dog, down by Cherry Creek, and we'd spend an hour or two walking and smelling everything. I would walk, she would smell. For years, this habit has waxed and waned, but at the start of the pandemic, it took on a whole different meaning for me. During those first few months, when everything felt really fresh and scary, taking time outside made my world a little wider for a moment. I was pregnant, worried, and alone for the majority of the day while Jordan went off and went to work. And I stayed home and worked from home. What had once been a habit now became a lifeline. It connected me to the outside world, and more often than not, on these walks that were critical for my well-being, I'd find myself lost in an audiobook or a podcast. And if you ever want a list of suggestions, see me after service. I have a list. But during the pandemic, I felt a different calling on my time. I would take a moment. I would turn off the headphones. And some days, I would try to pay attention. 
In a sea of disconnection and separation, it felt like finding an open window in a closed and musty house. But good things don't always come easy, and for me, I had to battle with one of my very worst tendencies. I know you weren't planning a confession today, but here's mine. Um, the thing I had to overcome the most was my own mind. I don't know how many of you might identify as an overthinker, but if you do, hi, I am also an overthinker. And silence, time, and space can usually lead to a never-ending string of overanalyzing and overthinking. I can really just keep going. And I won't lie to you and say that every single time I took a walk and paid attention that I had an, an amazing experience. I also live in the Denver area, so sometimes the experiences weren't great. But when I managed to be quiet and to pay attention, I realized something amazing. In the common places that I walked every day, I could find magic just around me. One day, I was walking past Four Mile Park, and I found a dozen bee homes buzzing with life and little pollinators. And I stood and stared for probably 15 minutes, just admiring the bees. Another day, I found tulips blooming out of a dead tree stump. I cannot figure out how they got those bulbs in there, or who put those bulbs in there. I spent a lot of time watching squirrels and rabbits chase each other around different spaces and yards. It felt like each time I set foot out of my house, I was opening my eyes to a small paradise in the middle of the city. But the most surprising thing every day was what happened when I listened. Having my headphones on meant that I could walk right by people with a polite smile and just keep moving. It was very separated. But taking the headphones off, mm, that's where it got tricky. It meant I was obligated to participate in the world a little differently. And when I didn't close myself off, I had ears to hear and a mind that was eager to listen to something. I met a preteen from the nearby apartment complex who told me she didn't want to talk to her teacher on Zoom today. We chatted about that for a while. I found an older man who met up with his friends every day, and he would walk the Cherry Creek Trail with them. Apparently, they never stopped laughing every time they got together. I spent time talking to a homeless woman named Tina, who lived in the park for a while and loved the park because it had a bathroom and shelter and kids that she could watch and just love and get joy from. She would smile and wave at anyone who passed her. I met a fellow pregnant mother who, while lounging in the park with her partner, was planning a baby shower and asked for my opinion, yellow or green for the decorations. Each moment of conversation felt like I was inviting strangers to be not strangers anymore. Now, I also have to confess that these moments were not always easy for me or uh, joyful. I'm actually pretty shy when I'm talking to people in public. I've gotten to know you and I like to meet people in church, but in the real world, I get a little quiet sometimes. And these meetings with new people usually felt kind of hard and maybe harder under the weight of forced isolation. 
but I found myself hungering to talk to people, but also I was kind of afraid that they might be hungering to talk to me too. The act of getting to know someone started to feel harder. It felt like taking more of a risk. Being isolated was, in many ways, a lot easier than figuring out how to overcome my own discomfort. And I think that's the fear that we often run into when we're asked to sit up and pay attention. It's the fear of discomfort. Now, fear always has this symptom for me. I get a condition. It's called the what-ifs. And when I would meet somebody or have an interaction with someone, my brain would start asking these questions. What if I see something I don't like? What if I encounter something raw and painful and I have to carry it? What if my intentions get misconstrued? What if my interactions with others lead me to be judged? Or what if I judge somebody and I judge them incorrectly? What if, what if? What if I'm asked to bear witness to something that will change me or the way I see the world? This month, we'll be discussing Shannon Martin's book, The Ministry of Ordinary Places. And in it, she says, we value making our voices heard and getting our points across. But if our goal is a healthy community and loving our neighbors, we need to rethink our approach. Before we can learn from each other, we and before we can truly grow into a clearer picture of God's good kingdom, we have to fall in love with listening. We have to fall in love with being quiet and paying attention. Because what we see when we pay attention is a world that cries out for attention. All of us human beings sitting here and in the world, we're sitting on the freeway, we're walking down shopping aisles, and each and every one of us that we pass have a longing wedged in our hearts for connection and belonging. Every person you meet, every car you pass, they want to be loved and be seen. In our scripture today, we hear this call from Christ directly. Let anyone with ears to hear listen. And he said to them, pay attention to what you hear. The measure you give will be the measure you get, and still more will be given to you. But immediately after that, is this sneaky little caveat, verse 25, that I didn't have Nancy read today. For those who have more will be given more. And for those who have nothing, even what they have, will be taken away. Now, I think this verse sounds a little scary when we read it out of context, but I would like to propose an alternate reading. Maybe we are invited by Christ to let our lights shine, not by being bold, and shining in someone's face, but rather by silencing our voices and letting our love shine through our silence. What do we gain by listening? Wisdom, understanding, connection. The more you give, the more you hear, the more you get. But if you offer nothing, no listening ear, no curious mind, your relationships, your mind, your ability to thrive in this world, they will fade. This is the strange nature of silence. Silence is not always the right response. 
There are definitely times to speak up, but in many circumstances, in relationships, silence can be one of the most loving things we can offer. Christ himself calls us to listen, to taste and see, to stay awake, to use our senses to engage in this great and wild creation. With every moment in his ministry, he sent his followers out, urging them above all else to pay attention. It is a risk paying attention. But by paying attention, you risk the most beautiful and wonderful moments and the most devastating. When we open our eyes to the world, we will see joy and we will also see pain. But that is the nature of our sacred calling as people who try to follow Jesus. Our community needs people in it who are paying attention. Our community needs your listening ears and your open eyes. Shannon reminds us that the health and well-being of our communities depend on our willingness to taste sadness with joy and pain alongside redemption. If we hesitate, hanging back when grief strikes or fear the wobbly state of our neighbors' lives might threaten our peace, we have closed the door on peace itself. C.S. Lewis reminds us that God whispers to us in our pleasures, speaks to us in our conscience, but shouts to us in our pain. It is his megaphone to rouse a deaf world. So beloved people of Wash Park, it's time to wake up and pay attention. You have homework this week, are you listening? Your homework is simple. For an hour this week, I want you to turn off the noise. Shut off your screens, turn off the music, cut the entertainment. If it inhibits your perception of the world around you, aside from sunglasses, I want you to turn it off. Next, I want you to go outside. It's supposed to be a beautiful week. You should go outside anyways. Maybe you choose the block outside of your front door, or maybe you choose a part of town that you'd rather not go to. But wherever you go, whatever you do, your final instruction is the same. And this is the big, important part of your homework, so write it down. Wake up. Pay attention to the world around you. The world needs you to pay attention. I pray this has been the word of the Lord for us this day. Amen.